Hello, hello. Welcome to the Palva Show. Today, my guest is my good friend, Elise Gollin. Elise is the CEO of Own It Coaching. She comes with a wealth of experience after helping grow multi-billion dollar corporations in the retail industry, and most recently as an executive at Christian Louis Vuitton. In her role there, she built teams that consistently overperformed and contributed to significant growth. Welcome, Elise. Thank you. I'm so happy to be here with you. Elise, so I wanted to have you on the show today to discuss judgments and boundaries. So, Two of my favorite topics. <laughs> <laughs> How would you define judgments? So I would define a judgment as any opinion, positive or negative. Um, so judgments come in two different forms, right? Oftentimes when we think of, of a judgment, we assume it's a negative opinion. There's that phrase out there, or, you know, so often the the reaction is, are you judging me? Um, And that's the negative side of things is, is that negative judgment that often, oftentimes leads to resulting negative energy or negative consequences or whatever it may be. But we can also have positive judgments um, in which we may, we may assume, we, we may assume better of somebody, or we may assume better of a situation that on the flip side can lead to positive energy or positive events. So how do you think judgments color or view our world? And I asked this question because even today on my morning walk, um, last night I ate some non-crackers and gluten doesn't work with me. And I said to myself, Phoebe, that was such a stupid decision. And then I took it back and I was like, wait, 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 you're kind of judging yourself in the process. Like this, everything happens the way it's supposed to. That's how I kind of view the world. So like, yeah. how do you feel like judgments color or view of our view of the world? So I think it depends on our reaction to the judgment. Mm -hmm. So I don't think we can ever expect to eliminate judgments because at the end of the day, a judgment is a thought. Mm -hmm. Right. You're talking about your morning walk and your thought is I'm probably feeling this way because of what I ate last night. And the the resulting thought is negativity towards yourself. Now, you actually had the awareness that you had a judgment and decided to rise above it and create a different thought pattern. But the where where things can become a slippery slope really quickly is when we stay in that negative thought pattern in response to a judgment. And so I think it depends. It all goes back to your mindset. I think it depends on if you are somebody who cultivates consciousness and awareness, judgments cannot tear us down. They can they they don't have the power to color our world, but they don't have the power to color our world. However, if we live in a reactive, more subconscious driven place in which we may not, we may not necessarily have the awareness that these judgments and this resulting negative self-talk is happening, or even it can become real talk, right? Like in, in relationships, it's a really, it's a, it's a really slippery slope when you, you feel like you're being judged by your partner, Mm -hmm. that, that conversation you had with yourself is, conversations a lot of people have out loud with their partners or people that, that, that they love very, very dearly are those, those types of responses and conversations. So if we're continuing to live in that negative thought pattern, then absolutely they have a massive impact on our world because it keeps us in 
that negative thought pattern space. I love that you said that like it, those are the conversations people have out loud with the people they love, because I have those kinds of conversations with myself out loud because I love myself. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you Um, should. You're fantastic. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. So how do judgments serve us? Because that was a, so just for everyone listening, Alicia used to be my coach and (laughs) I was really living in a fear mindset. And you said something to me that changed everything. You're like, well, judgments also serve us. Mm-hmm. I'm like, and then you had me go through how judgments have served me in the past. So like, what made you even ask that question? Like, because for every negative, there can be a positive as well. Mm-hmm. And it all goes back to how we perceive it. Any, anything that comes into our our sphere of awareness is a result of our perception. So mm-hmm. your perception of what you ate last night was ended up being a negative judgment. Whereas if you were to turn that into a positive judgment based on your perception and your thought pattern, you very well easily could have said, you know what, PB, I'm really glad you tried eating that again, because now I'm reinforcing that mm-hmm. it actually doesn't make me feel good. Mm-hmm. So Thank you. Thank you for reinforcing that. This is probably something that I shouldn't, I shouldn't be eating. And by the way, it was really delicious. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. It's like, you're in my head right now. Cause that's exactly what happened. I was like, okay, wait, don't judge yourself. Just give yourself some grace. That's okay. Yep. Um, this is, a, a, this needed to happen because it's leading to a healthier lifestyle. Absolutely. Absolutely. Right. If, if you were just continually in this negative thought pattern where you have these negative habits, but still do them and speak to yourself negatively, nothing's going to change, right? It because it, it's just a loop. You're living in this negative loop. But if you start to bring in some positivity, then it, you will be that much more likely to change. Yes. Yes. And we saw that. I mean, you're, I know you shared that I used to be your coach. We saw that once you shifted from that negative reward, what I call catabolic mindset, which is very, very stress driven. It's driven by your ego. It's driven by your inner critic. A lot of negative self-talk happens there, right? That's when, when you showed up and we started working together, that's where a lot of your thought patterns were. Mm -hmm. But once we started to pick those apart, you're now in a place where you have the awareness that a negative thought pattern is showing up, but now you have a completely different reaction to it. And I show up today and I say, how are you doing? And you're screaming from the rooftops because you're doing so well. <laughs> yeah. I sang your name. <laughs> yes. I didn't realize I did that until just now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so based on judgments, because judgments can also serve us. And one of the ways judgments served me was like when I was hiring employees for my, um, for my company. So like, how do you differentiate between judgments and intuition. Cause I feel like I work a lot from a place of intuition and feeling at this point. So I don't think you, I don't think there is a differentiator. I actually think positive judgments or when judgments serve you is when they come from your intuition. Oh, that's a good one. <laughs> Think about it. I mean, when, when was the last time that your intuition told you something that 
you, you, you couldn't, you, you couldn't decipher why your intu- intuition was telling you that. And maybe it was completely the opposite of what your head was telling you, but you went along with it and it served you. When was the last time you had a positive judgment like that, that it didn't serve you? Hmm. Doesn't exist. It doesn't exist. You're right. Because like, yes, I, there is a moment where my intuition was like, don't do this. And then I did it anyway. And it didn't necessarily serve me. Yeah. Yep. I mean, I'll give you a perfect example for myself. Yes, I was, um, you know, it was three years ago at this point, I had the sexiest career in the world. <laughs> I mean, I was. Cause uh, you're a sexy I, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> But you know what, since, since the age of 13, I wanted this job mm-hmm. and my 13 year old self would have been so jealous, but so proud that I finally, that I, that I was in the position that I was in and that I was working for the company that I was working for, but it was, it was literally the perfect job. Um, and, and I say that in a very genuine and humble way. I not only was it the perfect job on paper, right? I was living in New, in New York City, great salary, um, really, really cool company, luxury shoe company. You know, I got eight free pairs of Louboutins a year, plus like massively discounted. I mean, I, I have a lot of Louboutins in my shoe closet. Now. <laughs> okay. You know, I was, the travel was amazing. I was going back and forth to Paris every other month um, overseeing all of North and, and South America. So traveling to places like Mexico and Hawaii and California and really, really cool places. Um, but it was also, and this is really tough to find in the, the luxury retail interest industry, really amazing people. Um, you know, I worked on an executive team of, of a lot of women, but executives who propped each other up instead of trying to, to tear one another down or, or being competitive in certain ways. Um, you know, the team that I oversaw was an amazing team, just really, really good people who collaborated well and wanted what was best for each other in the business. And that type of culture is really, really hard to come by. So, you know, my head was telling me when, when my intuition said to me, Elise, you need to change. There's, there's something that's not sitting right. You need to change. I actually sat and ignored it for three and a half years. Wow. I ignored it for three and a half years because my logical brain so badly was saying, no, no, that's wrong. There's no way that's right. I mean, look at the situation that you're in. There's no way. So I ignored it. And then finally, when I decided to listen to my intuition, you know, so much in my life changed. And, uh, you know, I, I left my job. I left the city that I had called home for almost 15 years, city of New York, um, you know, moved down to Florida, started a new business. First time in my life, I was ever an entrepreneur. I went into business with my boyfriend, now husband, um, which is another thing that, you know, my head was saying, absolutely do not do this. (laughs) But my intuition was saying, no, there's something here. Keep going with it get through the hard stuff, the good stuff will be there. So, you know, in a lot of these ways, my, my intuition was right. And now I, I get to do exactly what I want to do every single day. Um, and I'm building an amazing team of my own in which you, you are joining very, very shortly. We're very excited to have you. 
Um, you know, I get to throw retreats in which I get to travel. I get to pick a destination twice a year. I get to travel there. Travel is a huge, huge part of my passion and what I enjoy and what I love. Um, and I'm now running as a seven figure business. Um, and you know, it's all because I followed my intuition, which was a massive judgment that served me. Wow. Just wow. Wow. And also (laughs) super relatable because everything you're telling me, I'm just like, wow. Uh, I knew in my marriage that like, that wasn't something I should be doing. And then I forced myself to do it and it didn't end well. It didn't end well. And it's like, it just about the same amount of time I knew about like a year and a half, two years in shit. I kind of knew beforehand, but (laughs) like, um, but I let it sit for like three years. Yep. Because in that way, my judgments were like, I was judging myself. I was judging Mm -hmm. myself like, oh, you're going to be a divorcee. Mm -hmm. It's like all these labels. Yep. And now it doesn't even matter. Nope. No. Nope. I followed my intuition and I'm so much happier for it. I like singing random shit throughout the day. I've seen it. I know. (laughs) (laughs) So what are some boundaries that you've set based on judgments that served you? That's a great question. Um, Boundaries I set on judgments that served me or don't serve me? Hmm. I guess judgments that didn't serve you because I suppose boundaries kind of are. Didn't serve me. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. They're like a result of that in a way. Yep. So. A boundary that I set on judgments that don't serve me um, is a lot of conversations in my head. And so, and and it takes a lot of awareness and practice. So for me, um, if I know that my body or my intuition or something is saying something's off, I create a, a space or a boundary to give myself time to reflect. So, and there may be, there may be some things that I don't even know are happening. They're happening in my subconscious, but every Sunday morning I carve out 60 minutes to meditate, start off with a meditation, but then I sit and reflect on what's happening in my life and what feels like it's in alignment and what feels like it's out of alignment. And if it's something that feels like it's out of alignment, it's a really good time to say what judgments are coming up here. Is it out of alignment because I'm afraid of what the world will think of me? Or is it out of alignment because it's truly out of alignment with what's meant for me? So if you think of the example I gave earlier of of leaving my career, I had massive fears and judgments against myself of people thinking I was doing the wrong thing and going in the wrong direction. How could you, I mean, I had so many people say to me, how could you leave this career? I mean, you're, you're in such a successful state. You're, you know, growing, you're continuing to grow within the company. You have an amazing team. You have amazing people around you. You work for this amazing brand. How could you leave? Right. Um, but being able to, to create that boundary of that space for myself to, to process that and to really say, Hey, no, this is, this is something that's meant for me. I have to follow it. I have to follow, follow that calling or whatever it is, was really important. So I would say creating that boundary once a week to reflect. Um, and the second thing I would say, and this has been life-changing for me, and I know it's been life-changing for you is the power of coaching. 
Mm. Um, setting aside time with your coach to talk through these things is a boundary, right? It's, you know, that you have from this time to this time every week or every other week or every month, whatever, whatever it is, um, whether it's a coach, whether it's a therapist to process things that are happening in your life, whether they be judgments, whether it be intuition, whether it be changes, whatever it is, but that is something for me is I, I will never go through life without, without having a coach because it's been such a strong, um, boundary for me to be able to really create positive change in my life. That's amazing. I love that you take the time to reflect. I think it was Confucius who said that there are three methods, uh, that we may learn wisdom. The first is experience, which is the bitterest. The second is by imitation, which is the easiest. And then the third is reflection, which is the noblest. Mm. yeah I love that because reflection is kind of like for me it's kind of like an echo in my Mm. mind it just like reflects and reflects and like as I absorb things and I embody them sometimes I hear that echo come back up and I'll say something to myself out loud and I'm like oh shit (laughs) that's amazing it's an amazing feeling though isn't it yes it's an amazing feeling almost as if um, the universe is guiding me and I'm, I think this is what alignment feels like. I didn't understand that before. Yes, it is. It is. That is exactly what alignment feels like. You know, you very much so know you're on the right path. And when you take that time to reflect it's alignment that continues to come up and those, oh shit moments, like you're talking about, like, oh my gosh, it's you, you see a lot more synchronicities. Like that's why that happened. Or that's why I met that person. Um, you know, it's, it was, it's really interesting. Um, Justin and I, my husband and business partner just got off of a conversation with another couple. Um, and we're talking about branching off into a new part of our business, um, and potentially doing, uh, physical locations. Um, and, back in January, when I was, um, onboarding, you know, 15 to 20 new coaches, we had met them. We didn't fully know where they fit, um, within, within the business. You know, we had a spot for them for now, but we knew there was going to be something bigger. Um, and we just got off this conversation with them and it was one of those synchronicities in which they were thrown, they were thrown on our path for a reason. And we moved forward with them for a reason. We didn't know what it was at the time, but now we're starting to understand why, and now it's coming to life. And it's one of those, oh shit moments. Right. And it's really being able to stand back and take the time to reflect and say, you know what, if I think about my judgment, my judgment at the time came from my intuition. It was a judgment that served me. Had I followed the negative thought pattern or the negative path, which was, I don't see an obvious fit. I don't know exactly where this belongs. Like, what's the point? Um, at least you're trying to force something then likely we would not be in the position that we're in right now. But sometimes without knowing um, the reason why we have to follow those, those positive judgments, or at the end of the day, our, our intuition to be able to follow the path of alignment that's meant for us. You're so wise. <laughs> You're so wise. At what point did this start happening to you? Were you, was this like always your mindset or was, was there a moment in which you were like, I want to change the way I think? Oh, there was absolutely a moment in time in which I, I made the conscious choice to change the way that I think. Um, 
I believe I've always had a very strong tuition intuition that I've always followed. Um, in fact, when I, at my wedding three weeks ago, my sister, who was my maid of honor, she gave her toast and it was about how I always make the right choice. Um, and so, and I think that goes back to my strong intuition. Um, and I think that's always been something that has guided me throughout my lifetime so far. I think what's changed a lot is I'm listening to it Mm. a lot more now. Um, and I think I'm, you know, whereas before I was more externally driven now I'm much more internally driven and guided by that. That's amazing. That's amazing. So if for all the listeners out there, what would you, what are two tips you would give as far as trusting your intuition goes or making judgments? So I would say first, um, and this is, this is actually something I used to say was, um, was that I didn't have intuition or that it wasn't loud enough. So first would be to, to connect with your intuition so that you have certainty that it exists because we all have intuition. It is all a strong part of us. It's just about creating the space to listen to it, to to let it speak. So I would say the first step is to, to accept that we all have that within us and that you have that within you. The second would be to actually create the space, create the space and the time to listen to it, to reflect to, to create a strong level of discernment between positive and negative judgments, um, between that negative self-talk and between that intuition, um, and really being able to discern the difference between the two, because ultimately that's what was, that's what true wisdom is, 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 is being able to discern what's meant for us and what is not. Um, and so I think whether it's with yourself once a week on Saturday or Sunday morning, or, Tuesday night or Thursday afternoon, whatever it is, or whether it's with somebody who you can process it with like a coach, um, or even like a partner or a therapist or a best friend, but really creating that space to what I call and what I refer to as becoming more conscious. Um, and by that, I mean, submitting to awareness and knowing that we are we are, I use this idea of the, the, the pieces on a chessboard versus the chess player. Mm-hmm. Um, when we're reacting from our subconscious mind or our less conscious mind, oftentimes we're just reacting, right? So the, 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 the pawn is moved here. So then the bishop moves here, right? So when we live in that, in that, that lifestyle or in that mindset, we're, we're acting as pieces on the chessboard. But when we become more conscious, what happens is we zoom out to realize that we are not our thoughts, but we are the thinker of the thoughts. And we actually get to make conscious choices based on the awareness that we have of what our next move is. So for example, if I, if I go back to what you were talking about this morning, the negative self-talk you had with the non that you ate last night, if you were a piece on the chessboard, you would have followed down that continual negative thought pattern. But you zoomed out, you became the chess player and you're like, wait a second, I'm at choice here. This judgment that I have on myself isn't serving me right now. Let me make a different choice. It is that easy is to make a different choice. So I would say, number one, make sure, absolutely admit and accept that you have intuition. And number two, create the space. Yeah. To listen to it. 
I would also say that like, don't judge yourself in the process. Cause there are many times this process of changing my mindset, like the ego likes to hold on. And there are many times I cried and in the middle of crying, be like, no, PV, pick yourself up. Just stop crying. You can actually choose to stop crying right now. And like yep. not judging myself for and be like, okay, that's where I'm at. And one day it won't be that like this. And I almost yep. never cry. <laughs> um, tears of joy happen. Yeah. But when I hear you say, I almost never cry, it's not a prideful thing. Like, oh, I never experienced negative emotions. Oh yeah. <laughs> it's just that if you're crying, you're choosing to. Right. Because I can appreciate the emotion of sadness as well. And to just sit with it and let it flow over me. Yeah. Like this is what it means to be a human being. It is. It is. We are, you know, I do a lot of, um, emotional work with my clients, as you know, um, and it's, it's an entire range of emotions that we feel. And a lot of my clients from working with me had the expectation to remove the negative or the catabolic end of the spectrum, like the high level stress, the sadness, the depression, the anger, the anxiety there, there, it's almost as if they want to completely remove that from their range of emotions, but that will never happen. Yeah. That will never happen. Right. There are a rainbow of emotions and we are meant as humans to experience all of them. Yes. Experience, not just experience, but appreciate. Yep. That like I used to, when I was working in AI, I was like, can't wait till I could just upload my consciousness because these fucking feelings are a lot. (laughs) But now I'm like, no way. I would not trade my feelings for anything. Yep. Feelings are a signal. Yep. If you, trading feelings would be the same thing as saying, I want to get rid of all my my neural endings. So if I put my hand on hot stove, I don't want to be able to feel it. And I just want to get hurt. (laughs) you never do that same thing with feelings our feelings are meant to tell us same way as our hand on a hot stove remove your hand you're going to hurt yourself right same thing feelings are meant to tell us hey something's going on here it's making you feel uneasy or anxious or whatever it is figure out what it is figure out what it is yeah i like to say ask yourself what's really going on and then make the choice you need to serve you yeah, yo, for everyone listening, question yourselves. I think, yeah, you don't have, like, I used to think I knew everything. And really, that just led to me being a know-it-all that knew nothing at all. Like, <laughs> <laughs> but it's only when I've, like, I don't know, bowed to the divine wisdom within and realized that, like, my body knows what it's doing. Mm-hmm. Your body, mind, and spirit. Well, your body and spirit knows what it's doing. Sometimes our mind is the one that can really take us off track. Yes. (laughs) Yes. One of my unruly teenagers, my mind and ego. (laughs) But like, yeah, especially since like I've spent so much of my life, like training my mind to think logically. (laughs) Absolutely. I mean, most of us who lead from rationality, have that same philosophy. Think logically. Yeah. Right. I did it for three and a half years when I stayed in the the career that I did. Yes. You, you're the one who told me like our last call as like official coaching, you said, I'll leave you with this. Uh, you have a tendency to think a lot, but you have intuition within you. 
if you can shift that, you'll be powerful. And I was like, I don't know what that means, but okay. <laughs> I said a lot of really know. great things to you. I wish yeah. I remembered all these. <laughs> yeah, I remembered all of them for us. <laughs> well, Elise, thank you so much for coming on the show. This was amazing. Absolutely. I'm so happy you invited me on. I always love a, a good conversation with PV. <laughs>